You are now listening to Redbeard Talks Redbirds, your home for all things Cardinals baseball. Welcome back, ladies and gentlemen. Another episode, the uh, Redbeard Talks Redbirds podcast, flying solo today. So let's get into it. We're going to talk roster, we're going to talk pitchers, and uh, some of the recent goings on, if you will. Um, all right, first things first. Cardinals signed Keenan Mitchell last week, got him on a one-year deal. Now, they had to clear room on their roster, so they had to DFA Moises Gomez, who was the minor league hitter of the year in 2022, one of the co-players of the year in 2022. Big home run potential, tons of power, tons of strikeouts. So they DFA'd him, and they weren't worried if someone was going to claim him. Nobody claimed, nobody claimed him. He's still, so he got reassigned to AAA. He's still a Cardinal. Um, so he's still hanging out down there. And again, tons of power, but the man strikes out a lot. So he's going to have to clean that up if he's going to try to take up a major league roster spot, especially with his very suspect defensive abilities. So that happened. Um, let's see. Guillermo Zuniga. He was DFA'd, and he actually just got picked up by the Angels. I saw that in an article that was posted like an hour ago, so he's now unavailable. He's gone. One uh, minor league depth pitcher, reliever, gone that we don't have access to anymore. But um, let's talk about Corbin Burns. The Brewers traded him for Joey Ortiz, a shortstop, a left-handed pitcher, D.L. Hall, and a draft pick. And a pitcher, the the quality of Corbin Burns, you you know, he won a Cy Young Award here just a couple years ago. Um, seems like they practically gave him away. So the Orioles definitely won in that trade. The Brewers, I don't think won. I guess we'll see what happens with the players they picked up in their draft pick. We'll go from there. But um, my thought is, what does that do to the rest of the market? Like, everyone's excited about Cease on the White Sox and, and what they you know, trying to get him from the White Sox in a trade, and now his value just dropped because of this, you know, market value and all that. So the White Sox wanted way too much anyway, I think, but now no one's going to be willing to pay for it. So maybe they hang on to him. Maybe he has a good first half of the year, and they're able to, you know, make a good deal for him later on in the season. I don't know. I, I Basically, I think the biggest loser of the Corbin Burns trade is the White Sox. <laughs> <laughs> um, the other thing that's interesting is the Cardinals, in my opinion, still need a, a good, solid starting pitcher. My man that I want is Monty. I want Montgomery back. I want Jordan Montgomery. And I keep hearing little whispers about how the Cardinals either should try to go get him or they might be interested. They might be open to it. I also keep hearing and seeing little things how his market value has dropped and how he's not going to maybe be able to get what he could have gotten a few months ago and, and things like that. I don't really care what his value is. It's not my money. I'm not on the St. Louis Cardinals. I don't own the St. Louis Cardinals. I'm not running them. I want Jordan Montgomery on this team. Um, there's probably a couple other starting pitchers that would help fill out our rotation better. 
but for my money, he is a really solid number two and maybe a number one for a lot of teams. And if we get him on our team, now all of a sudden, I mean, it's almost a foregone conclusion in my mind that the Cardinals are in the playoffs and we'll see what happens. Um, I mean, you've got he and Blake Snell. They're both managed by Scott Boris, which I don't know about y'all, but every time I hear somebody's got Scott Boris as their agent, I'm going... Oh, dear God, this is going to be a nightmare because you know he's going to push the deal to the last minute and try to eke out every dime that he can on that contract. And just, it seems like sometimes it doesn't necessarily work out the best for the player, and it definitely seems like it doesn't always work out best for the teams. I think it works out best for for uh, Scott Boris. But anyway, we'll see what happens there. I, uh, I'm a big advocate. I want I want Montgomery back. I want that that one more horse as a starting pitcher. That's that's what I want to do. <laughs> All right, so real quick, we're going to go through roster. We've got a 40-man roster right here in front of me. So our starters right now, I'm hoping that changes. We'll see. Probably not. We got uh, Sonny Gray, number one. We got uh, Miles Mikolas, number two. We've got, um, where is he? We've got Lance Lynn, probably your number three. We've got Kyle Gibson as your number four, and we've got Steven Matz as your number five. So again, I'd like the starting pitching to be addressed. Probably won't be, but those are our five starters right now. Um, in our bullpen, I've got Gallegos marked. I've got Helsley marked. I've got Andrew Kittredge. I've got... Um, let's see, I've got Keenan Middleton, obviously. I've got Jojo Romero. The other ones that I have marked on here with question marks, I've got Zach Thompson, I've got Drew Rom, and I've got Matthew Libitor. I think they can be switched out for some other guys, maybe a Palante, maybe a, a Nick Robertson, maybe a John King. Um, and obviously there's some other guys in the minors that may make a big push. Um, I'm, I'm interested to see what our starting day bullpen actually looks like. I want to see the guys in spring a little bit. I want to see what the Cardinals do with that. That'll be interesting to watch and, and pay attention to. But that's who I've got right now. And um, as far as the position players, that's that's pretty obvious. We know who's making the team with maybe one or two exceptions, but probably not. Contreras is your catcher. Ivan, Ivan Herrera is your backup catcher. Um Andrew Kisner, he's gone, sadly. I like that guy. Although, Yvonne Herrera, love him. He's got a ton of potential, and he's probably a, a good bit better defensively than Wilson Contreras, although his hitting is definitely a downgrade from Wilson. Either way, he's going to be a great guy to have. Um, third base, obviously, you got Arenado. First base, obviously, you've got Goldie. Second base, we've got Brendan Donovan, who is fantastic because he can play like three or four positions if we need him to. Um, shortstop, we got the young buck, Mason Wynn. This will be his rookie year. Ton of talent, ton of potential, hugely athletic, and a crazy strong throwing arm. Um, so I'm looking for his defense to step up a little bit, and I'm looking for the batting average to step up a little bit, and I think it's going to be exciting to watch. I'm, I'm kind of pumped for that one. All right, going out to the outfield now with our shuffle that we've had this offseason. Tyler O'Neill's gone, but we've got uh, Newt Barr. He's slated to take over left field, so he's sliding over there. 
And we've got um, we got Tommy Edmond, who I, I said it before, my personal opinion, he's our best defensive second baseman, best defensive shortstop, and our best defensive outfielder on our team. So in my book, he's a very valuable guy to have on this team. He's going to be your starting center fielder for right now. And obviously Jordan Walker in right field, dude's a huge athletic freak. He's fast. He's strong. We know he can hit. We know he can hit for average. We know he can hit for power. And we know he's got a crazy strong throwing arm. And he's also really accurate with that. He surprised some folks last year. So I'm hoping that he takes some steps forward. Even if he has the exact same production that he had last year, that's still a pretty good year. But if he takes a step up, which end of the year last year, he took strides. He made changes. He figured out what people were doing to him, how they were pitching him, and what he needed to do what changes he needed to make to continue to be productive and keep stepping it up. And that right there is the hardest thing to do at the major league level, any sport in my opinion, but major league baseball making changes to how you step up to the plate, take your swing, approach pitchers, all that stuff. That's, that is so freaking hard. So I'm really excited about him. I want to see how he does with that year too. All right. Our bench guys, obviously I talked about, Yvonne Herrera, he's going to be there as our number two catcher. We've got uh, Nolan Gorman. He is a DH slash backup second baseman, maybe backup third base as well. He, he came up as a third baseman. Um, <laughs> he actually only went to second base because we've also got, you know, another Nolan Arenado playing third, and so third base was full. Um, let's see what else. We've got Dylan Carlson. He's our fourth outfielder. That guy, man, he's got a lot of talent. He's got a lot of potential, but last year was rough. It did not go as planned. So we'll see what happens. I would love to see him take some strides, maybe get a little bit more playing time and show us the type of offensive and defensive capabilities that he truly has because I know he has it. We just need to see some of it. Um, let's see. We got Matt Carpenter, you know, a big bat off the bench. I want to see him have a good year. He's been batting practice. He's been with Matt Holliday in Oklahoma. He's been practicing, taking good swings. That's part of the reason the Cardinals signed him because they heard his swing was looking good, exit velocity was looking good, all that stuff. So I'm excited to see him have a good year. Um, beyond that, you got, uh, you got Alec Burleson. Um, there's really not anybody else that has a chance to make this opening day roster. I mean, maybe Luke and Baker, if he just goes on a tear this spring and maybe Burleson doesn't. Um, yeah, that's about it really. So that's what we're looking for. That's, that's what we're expecting. Back to the pitching side though. Our bullpen is looking strong. We've got some good arms. We've brought in some good guys. I'm really excited about the bullpen. Obviously we need everyone to perform. The the biggest thing for me with the Cardinals for years and years now is, oh, we've got the talent, oh, we've got the potential, and people don't perform like you think they will. You get a bunch of injuries, and the season goes sideways. It seems to happen almost every year recently. So we got to have people perform on the offensive side. we got to have the big boys step up, provide some average, get some on base, get some home runs, RBIs, extra base hits. we got to have that from some of the big boys from the pitching side, the bullpens got to step up and be better than they were last year. And our starters, I mean, I think that's, I think we're in a good spot to be competitive in our division. 
I think we probably could win the division the way we've got it set up. We go out and get a horse as a starting pitcher. All of a sudden, the division is ours, and now we're competitive, and we can actually talk about making a nice run and, and seeing what happens in the playoffs. You know, once you make the playoffs, it's all about momentum, and it's anybody's game. Weird things happen. So that's where I'm at. That's what I'm looking forward to. Um, I'm going to do a little player profile for you all today. I was talking to my buddy the other day, and he brought up, number 14 on the wall at Bush Stadium 3, and that is uh, Kenny Boyer. He is the only one outside of Augie Bush, number 85, he is the only one on that wall with a retired number that is not a Hall of Famer. So I, I did a little research, I was looking into it some, and I got some info and stats on Kenny Boyer for you. So, oh, first things first, by the way, my dad modeled my batting stance after him. Right-handed batter, left foot further forward than the right foot in back. So my, my left foot up in front was further forward, and it helped keep me stay inside my swing instead of pulling out way too much. So that's one fun thing for me, is that that's who my dad modeled my batting stance after. I was struggling in Little League. Not doing well, pulling my head and everything else way out before hitting the ball. And my dad in the middle of the season was like, all right, look, let's try this. And I did it. And all of a sudden I started making good contact, keeping my eye on the ball better. And second half of the year went great. So that's fun for me personally. Um, so Ken Boyer, Cardinals, he uh, debuted in 1955 and 65 was his last year with the Cardinals. And he bounced around for some other teams, the White Sox, the Mets, etc., um, number 14, he was an all-star 11 times, get this, in seven years. I didn't know this until today. I just found this out. In 1959, 60, 61, and 62, there were two all-star games, and he was an all-star in both of those. So he was an all-star 11 times, but only in seven years. <laughs> Interesting. Um, 1964 had his best year. He was the NL MVP, and he also helped the Cardinals win the World Series over the Yankees in seven games. Fun fact there, his brother, Cleet, C-L-E-T-E, -E, played for the Yankees. They're the only two brothers to have hit a home run in the same World Series game. So that's awfully fun. Um, let's see, what else? Okay, so... Kenny Boyer, I said, only guy on the wall in St. Louis with a retired number that's not a Hall of Famer. Well, he probably ought to be. Let's go through some of these stats. His war, wins above replacement, top 10 Cardinals history with a 62.9 lifetime. That is good for 14th best in all of third baseman all time. He is third all-time on the Cardinals' home run leader list. Number one, Stan. Number two, Albert Pujols. Number three, Kenny Boyer. That holds some weight. Um, let's see. He is the only Cardinal to go for the cycle, hit for the cycle, two different times. He's the last Cardinal to ever hold the official title of captain. They did away with that title, I think it was, in... Uh, 
64, 65, one of those years. Uh, Kenny Boyer retired in 1969, and he died in 1982. But some of these stats, guys, it's a shame he did not make the Baseball Hall of Fame because, um, I mean, the numbers speak for themselves. Lifetime batting average, 297. You know, just, he was obviously the man. Not Stan the man, but Kenny Boyer was a hell of a player, and he should be in. Okay, um... Moving on from there, a personal memory of mine. I'm going to go with uh, 2005. My sister and I took my dad up to St. Louis, specifically that year, because that was the last season for Bush Stadium number two. And Bush Stadium number three was already being built. So we got to go to St. Louis, actually... I think we may have seen a game in, in uh, Chicago prior to that. I'm not sure. I may be confusing seasons and trips. But either way, we went to go see some games in St. Louis. And we're walking around Bush Stadium 2. And Bush Stadium 3 is being built around Bush Stadium 2. So it's two-thirds built on the outside. And we got to look down into the infield of Bush Stadium 3 while it was under construction. And that was really neat for us. Um, I believe we may have even gone to the Cardinal Hall of Fame that year and checked that out. I've not been back since, but um, it's it's overdue. I need to get back over there. It has now moved over to the new Cardinal Nation complex and all that stuff, and it's been added to quite a bit since then. Um, and another reason why that memory is so special, so important for me, and I assume for my sister as well, is because that's actually the last time that she and I got to go see a Cardinal game in St. Louis with my dad. He ended up dying in 2006. Um, but that was a really good trip for us, and just one of my favorite things. You know, I, I've got a special hat commemorating the last year of Bush Stadium 2, and then, um, you know, I just remember walking around the outside of the stadium Obviously, we went to go see baseball games. We saw those in Bush 2, but then getting to look from Bush 2 down into Bush 3 while it was being built, that was that was really neat. It was really cool, and it was a great a great trip and a great memory for us. So spring training is starting soon. What are we, I think, 17 days away. So let's go get them. Go Cardinals. Thanks for joining us, guys. Please remember, we're on all your favorite podcast platforms, including Apple Podcasts and Spotify. We've also got the full version, video version, up on YouTube. So join us. Check it out. Hey, y'all. Thank you so much once again for joining us for this episode of Redbeard Talks Redbirds podcast. Make sure you go over there and hit like and subscribe for this channel. And don't forget to hit that notification button. Make sure you don't miss the next episode. Let's go, Cardinals.